What is up, Grapple Talkians? Nick Ragnar, Jesse Von Ruden, hey. and today we are joined by, what do you want to go by today? Derek, oh, Cobain, D-Rock, uh, yeah. I don't know. the. Which one do you respond to the most in real life? Derek or D-Rock. About it. Derek or D-Rock is joining us today. He was on commentary for our inaugural episode of Let's Watch Indie Wrestling. Yeah, but are. also today, uh, mm-hmm. the promoter for River City Championship Wrestling, doing a great job, I might add, here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Very well done. Um, but uh, today, Derek, we're having you on because we are going to focus on New Age Wrestling's Butterfest. I don't know if that's the proper name yeah, for yeah. the show. Um, it was the uh, oh, was Butterfest it? Fair show from 2009. This was our... Uh, Wow, we're it's we're in the business bad. for like a year at this point in time. <laughs> so this show bad. is pretty bad. Um, you were kind of one of the brass of the the operation over in New Age Wrestling as well. I mean, you're kind of the guy who who basically we're, a- we're throwing yeah. you under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you convinced Ace <laughs> to bring have. us in on a regular basis. Uh, basically, you convinced him to do anything that was good at this period of time. There's a lot of really bad shit on this show, so I'm going to try to we're going to try to ask you like, what exactly were you guys thinking at that point in time, and are you glad that you went a different direction? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Ace did bring me into the business, and he had his own idea of what would work, and well, I thought what I would work. And he, I did have his ear quite a bit going through some of this time, but things changed direction. I left, and he's doing whatever he's doing now, and obviously I've got RCCW, and things are working out great there. Absolutely. Well, we want to do uh, make sure that we mm-hmm. thank everybody that tuned into our first episode of Let's Watch Indie yeah. Wrestling. We have a tape library of New Age yeah. Wrestling, uh, WPW under uh, – under Butchie, Todd, whatever he wants to go by. Yep. Um, we have some uh, old, I mean, there's some PHBW stuff, I think. There's just some, some really, really yeah, old yeah. wrestling. Some SWE that, stuff SWE well. stuff that we already have a request Oof. to do, which will be done at some, some point, and that so will be a historic. There's some 7RW oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. but at that point, you guys started getting to the point where it'd be hard to make fun of it. I mean, maybe there's a couple of <laughs> matches here and there, but those, oh, for the man. most part, were pretty decent Well, shows. we could always do the uh, the Sexy KC Misfit Manners stuff. Oh, let's please. We could just do a whole episode, like, chronicling that. That I mean, would that be would be awesome. great, yeah, actually. It was, it was pretty legit. That would be awesome. Well, yeah. um, again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. If you're listening to this on the podcast, we have mm-hmm. our YouTube page where you can actually watch along with the commentary that we're giving you today. Um, previously, we did the whole thing where we said, you know, we're starting it now, but then I threw up the commentary over the YouTube match anyway, yeah, so it's it, like, why do I even do that? It, it was like sense. one of those things where we're halfway through it, and we're like... Why are we making this harder on people? <laughs> We're making it so stupid. Just, just, just put it up. Easy. Yeah, put it all up. It We're adding the yeah. face cam, the reaction cam this time. Um, but we do want to say also coming up after the last episode, yep. Logan Lasher reached out to us. No way! And he had mentioned that he actually isn't wrestling anymore. He had a he had back surgery no. recently. Oh, so man. so uh, it wasn't because he's a rich snob piece of shit. <laughs> it's actually we because we never said that. It's because he's a well, he's a super cool dude, and yes. he just you know had something come up. He worked at RCCW against Al Snow, and then mm-hmm. he had to take care of something that's really, really important. So uh, shout out to Logan Lasher for reaching out to us and letting us know that he watched the, the latest mm-hmm. episode. We had a lot of great got, feedback. And, and D-Rock, you watched that. Uh, do you have anything to say to, uh, after the fact, after after watching that first episode? There was a few things. I know we had kind of touched on on a, on a RCCW worker page uh, along the lines of the faces of fear, Teos and Lasher. They really did not want to be called the faces of fear. That was something... <laughs> Well, they, they would get, like, straight on. up murdered if they wanted right. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, would you want to piss off Ming? No. Come no. on. No. Yeah. No. No, that was just little details, and that's why I thought, well, hey, I would love to join you on this, and I don't mind offering some insight. It looked like a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, I just <laughs> accidentally started it, but I'm going to yeah, rewind did. it, and we are going to get started, folks. This is Sparta's Butterfest, guys, so get ready to eat a stick of 
batter fried butter because that's all I really remember from this show, <laughs> along with being terrible at commentary. Did they have that? No, they I did. I wouldn't be surprised oh if they did, yeah. So we are kicking off right now with the very first um, match in this. We're, we're, we, this this is a three-match series that we're doing. This is actually the Battle Royal, so I believe that this was the, I don't know, co-main event, was I think. Was it royal style? It was supposed to, so it was titled as a Battle Royale, but mm-hmm. then it was Royal Rumble style. So hmm. um, you can hear in the commentary a little bit that Jesse's really confused about that because we were waiting for like 30 dudes to come out, but only two <laughs> guys started. Um, so this is the electrifying one, Scotty Johnson. A lot of people know him as Leonard Literacy these days, along with Bounty Hunter, who we saw actually managing the Faces of Fear in the first episode of Let's Watch Indie Wrestling. I, I uh, actually, this, is, this is coming oof. back to me. Uh, at one yeah. point, like five minutes before the show started, someone from Butterfest came and told Ace, you guys are going three hours, right? And that's why what? it suddenly became wow. a Royal Rumble style. Oh, wow, that really? makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> you guys had no time frame exactly how long you were supposed to go or anything like that? or I'm sure they were probably told before we got there and then reminded when we were there, most likely. You know, one of, I think the most... Um, talked about gimmicks to this day that that me and Riley commonly refer to is the electrifying one Scotty Johnson has anybody ever talked to him and asked him why he decided to be rock uh light oh it's Butcher Davis now straight up just a rock mark <laughs> yep. well now he's Leonard Literacy he's, he's uh, actually I mean yeah, he's a great he's dude yeah he's an awesome he was the guy the jackal when I first the jackal him. that's right oh, wow. the jackal and you know I always really like based I, on the movie the jackal no idea I think TJ. I think he's a great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was still funny. I think didn't he come out like he came out to like some weird generic rock, but then he still got on the turnbuckle and did the one arm yep. thing. And he did. He did. But uh, Butchie Davis coming out now. Now we are. So what we're gonna do here? We got the the Royal Rumble or Battle Royale, whatever. Right now, the Butter Rumble. Um, then we have uh, D Rock. Derek Cobain taking on uh, Aaron Sacrifice, making his second appearance on Let's Watch Indie Wrestling. And then in the main, we have Butchie Davis against The Convict. Now, Jesse, we got some heat for that match. Yeah, we got um, a lot of heat for that match. Yeah, because <laughs> we couldn't keep it together. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but just giving everybody a timeline of what to expect. You know, here, um, here's a, I got a funny story about the bounty hunter. All right, so this was a couple months ago. I ended up getting a, uh, a Facebook message from my buddies up in uh, Blair Taylor, right? Uh, Tyler, he's just like, hey, man, what have you been up to these days? I'm like, oh, you know, just doing this, doing that. He's like, you still doing the wrestling thing? I'm like, no, not really. Yeah, yeah, here and there, you know. What, what about you, man? What have you been up to these days? He's like, oh, hey, do you know X? I'm like, the bounty hunter? He's like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, he works at the general store up here, talks to my wife all the time. Weird. Hmm. Apparently, you saved his life. And I'm like, how the fuck did I do this? <laughs> what? Yeah, no shit. I don't know if, like, I, he's like, yeah, man. You gave him some great advice, and apparently you changed his life. I'm like, no way. So I think I told him to get out of the fucking business. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not, but. Um, fucking prick. But uh, what for Dude, some apparent Chris Steele appearance. Look at that. Uh, no Chris shit. Steel. Wow. Chris Steele is the referee on the outside of the ring, too. Yeah. So shout out to Chris Steele for I being a ref. About that. Holy crap. So Butchie Davis, though, um, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But honestly, you know, I don't think – I think Tom would admit this. He's never been, like, a ringmaster, but he was fucking over his shit. Oh, there's oh, one of the ninjas. Oh, there's the fucking Red Dragon, <laughs> which oh, yeah. was – what was his name? Was Scotty, Scotty Pelt? No, that's an ESPN oh. guy. Ripper, Are you sure that was not Rip- the Red Scorpion? He No, no Red Scorpion was... had actual Red Scorpion gear, like red pants with a ah, black yeah, Scorpion that's right. on it. So this is the Red this Dragon. This was actually, if I remember right, E. Michael Van Snap. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, that's his name. Okay, so you had a pretty good story later. about this guy, yeah. Yeah. So he, like, he, <laughs> something about children, and he wasn't, he shouldn't have been there? What was this that all about? how I oh, kind of heard what the fuck was what that? The hell? <laughs> Fair, yes, he definitely shouldn't have been there. I agree. Now, after watching that, he shouldn't have been there. Uh, 
but before that, it was something we heard later on because we asked him. Because at one point, I was working for NAW in a promotion called Powerhouse, yeah, which is where Michael Van Snap was being a manager, and we used him as a manager for me here. And then I asked Mike Thompson, the promoter of Powerhouse, if we were going to continue that there. That the next show, he's like, "Oh yeah, he's not coming back." <laughs> Like, oh no. Okay, what's up with that? He goes, Yeah, he got into some trouble, something with some kids a few months ago. And I'm like, Why was he. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He shouldn't have been there. I, I love like, the fact oh. when, you know, most of the time, nine times out of ten, you know, if someone gets in trouble for something with kids, they don't really come out and say they got in, they, they got in trouble for diddling kids. Oh, it was like, <laughs> Oh no, it was something with kids, you know, and then your imagination is supposed to kind of work from there, which is kind of sick. Right. There's a one point actually. So right I wonder during, why he's wearing a mask. Right during this moment where Jesse says something like, "The crowd doesn't know what to think because they were completely dead. Um, they were kind of confused." So how did this go? Was like, can we just get as many people as possible? And then he just threw on a mask and decided to wrestle. So you I guys could have more. Is that what happened there? Lines to try to stretch out that uh, opening part of the. All right. Battle. So is it true that uh, uh, Michael Steiner and those guys from Powerhouse Pro Wrestling just had a box of gimmicks and they just gave oh, people yeah. random shit? There's, I mean. Powerhouse, for what it was, it was fun. But, I mean, the only gimmicks that really ran there, you were a SWAT team, you were a farmer, you were a ninja. Other oh, than that, you were kind of Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Boardman nowadays, uh, uh, Tulo back in this time, I think he was actually the commissioner of New Age Wrestling or something like that. We refer to that yeah, a couple part? of times. Yeah, yeah. He, wow. I think he just took commissionership that show earlier on in the night. All right, cool. Can we Can we just stop here for a moment and just – be amazed by Ryan Brown's fucking hair right here. It's it's terrible. It is it is god it's awful. Like, it is like Sid Vicious's haircut. Yeah, know? it's actually like, exactly yes. like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Dolph Ziggler halfway through the match. Really, super yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Oh, Chris Steele appearance yet again. Yeah. How did Butterfest? Did okay. So did you guys actually approach Butterfest, or did Butterfest approach you? I believe Ace reached out to them, and the way it was told to me was. What the what hell fuck? was that all about? Dancing oh, that, yeah, there he just gave him a little bit of a receipt <laughs> for being an doing? idiot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I believe it was. He re- Ace reached out to Butterfest, and they said, well, we don't want to pay for anything, so come try it free for once. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and what the fuck? Well, they got what they wow. paid for, I guess. Derek, so. do you ever, like, and again, I know I consider some of the dudes in the rings to be, you know, friends or either, you know, good good friends in the business, but, I mean, do you sometimes see some of this shit, and you're just like, God, fuck. Well, yeah, yes, absolutely. No, dude, I, I guarantee you, it, I was yeah. backstage here going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago. I don't look back at it now. Sometimes it's like, oh, man. It's just and, like, and what is happening? I've had excellent matches with Butchie, excellent matches with Tulo. I think I've even worked Scott, or, well, Jackal Leonard a couple of times, and we always do good. It's just for some reason, sometimes. Oh, my God. It's just a things cluster. Things don't pan out. And, and, you know, we talked about this at the last, you know, during the last episode, but sometimes it seemed like how these shows were booked is just throw a bunch of things together and don't help guys understand what it is they should be doing. So when they go out there, they're just like, mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to wing it. And really a lot of a, times it doesn't turn out well. Oh, here comes Ace Spade really now. That's a great assumption of how NAW worked, unfortunately. He had a lot of great talent to work with. But he would always just do everything so random. He's like, like, well, we're doing this, this show, this. and then next show, uh, let's start over. They're just talking to each other and, wow! They were a tag team <laughs> at the time. Why did he hit them then? Oh, what was their tag team name? I don't know. Uh, if I remember right, Pretty Freaky. Okay, so he <laughs> used a tag team name Pretty Freaky with uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs. Jones as well? Jimmy Jones, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Jones. Maybe it, was, uh, it might have been something else. I don't remember. Yeah, Pretty Freaky. Sure it wasn't Pretty Retarded? 
<laughs> Can you say that? I Can you know. even say that? Okay, so the bounty oh, hunter now snuck underneath the ring. Down, so appreciate yeah. that. How did he fit under that ring? That ring's short. It's a tiny little. Whose ring was that? Was that, was that Todd's ring? Yep. So now we got. I mean, the red dragon is still in the match. So is uh, is this literally must just oh. be? Fill time. Do all that you can to fill time. I believe it was, yes. And I believe this was actually stationed right in the beer tent, so people didn't have a choice but to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. to drink you, and this is what you got. <laughs> yeah. So this this is the worst you thing about to drink, that. This is what you got. That's all right. Hilarious. So when we got contacted to cover the show with you guys, um, one of the things was like, okay, you know, are we going to be able to get in the beer tent? No problem, and everything like that. And we were basically, you know, told like, hey, don't worry about it, brother. You know. So we get there. It's like Nick, <laughs> yeah. me, and Ryan. Yeah. Um, we walk up, we got a shit ton of equipment, all that stuff, yeah. and at the beer tent, there's kind of like these old ladies or whatever, and, you know, we walk up, and we're like, oh, hey, uh, we were at the wrestling show, we're the TV crew, we're here to film it. With all this equipment, With by all the way. this equipment. We're carrying a bunch of equipment. Yeah. And they're like, that'd be $5 each. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's like, no, they get in the beer tent, you have to buy a fucking button. And I'm like, well, she didn't say fucking, but, you know, I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? We're the TV crew, we're here to film the show, we're part of the crew. And she's like, no, the only way you can get in this beer tent is uh, you pay five bucks. Wow. So we pony over like 15 bucks, which, by the way, New Age Wrestling owes us a lot of fucking money. <laughs> so we might as well just, just add that 15 there. bucks there as well. Um, but yeah, we had oh, to lit- Opie we now. literally had to get literally we really had, had to pay, pay to, to do cover the show. this show. Yeah, we had to pay to. D- I'm yeah. sorry. So yeah, that, was, that, that happened. But, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if these guys were feuding at the time. Uh, Opie and. Ace, because I know that. I think Opie just didn't like Ace. Oh, that, that makes, makes sense. I had to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's that's really actually a pretty just, good yeah, camera shot yeah, there by Ryan a, Brown. Yeah, Ryan Brown's really working that. No, he's getting. Re- he's getting what right happened in there. to Ryan Brown's camera work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe years of working shows like this. I don't oh know, man, something like that. Gave up. He just. So what's actually amazing too is all right. So this is like '09. We're still trying to figure out our setup. So Brown, I don't think he actually had any batteries for that camera. He so he's actually yeah. carrying around a goddamn extension cord yep. with the power pack in his cargo shorts. <laughs> what was the locker room kind of like for these New Age Wrestling shows? Because I think when Jesse and I were doing these, we weren't as involved. And I know that when AC and myself went back to New Age so we could kind of work on the douche and heel AC gimmicks, it just felt very quiet and it was just kind of awkward. Fairly similar. People was would it? get there and there'd be the usual high how's it going and everyone would be real good for a while and then when the show started kinda of started to take shape it would taper off. Oh would it? It would be a lot of me and Todd trying to convince Ace we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. He goes, No, I'm gonna do this instead and then everyone gave up. Did he have did he usually book stories or was it mostly just he, I, I wanna do these matches or did Paul did Paul have any say in, uh, in any of this shit ever? Paul or? really didn't know. Paul wanted to be way more involved and Ace wouldn't really let him. Probably rightfully so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so you but, did something right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but, no, it ended up being a lot of, well, I'm going to do this, this, and the next show, so we're going to set this up here. He'd do something that wouldn't make any sense at this show, and then it never happened at the next show. Because either people wouldn't come or people didn't want to come or whatever it would be. The only storylines he ever really focused were around, like, him and Butchie and then with me and Josh. Like, yeah. we had me and Josh versus Butchie and Ace like probably four shows in a row with, and that was the only real storyline I can honestly think of and then all of NAW oh jeez yeah. yeah but that was like a multitude of uh, years before even that oh, there's oh, Camel, Joe. Camel Joe oh Joe you can tell Todd didn't like him <laughs> so how did so how did um, New Age Wrestling start in the first place what like did, or did you get did you get started after New I Age got, Wrestling was yeah, a thing New Age Wrestling had run a few shows before um, I want to say I know Ace was tra- trained with Trained with Horace in AAW in Eau Claire. Okay. And then when they folded, he was working for Dark Child. 
and I think just wanted to kind of start something down here and got Dark Child to include him under his insurance or something along those lines. And uh, broke away and did whatever he did since then. And then Todd just was another guy in the area that had purchased a ring. Where did Todd get trained? Todd, I mean, we could have Todd on sometime to talk about that, but where did he Todd get trained? Todd started at? with Ace. He did, okay. So I was working at Ashley Furniture and talking about wrestling with someone. Yeah, and then they were like, yeah, there's a guy here who does that. And Todd's been a supervisor at Ashley for like almost 30 years now. Oh, wow. So I got talking to him, and he introduced me to Ace. Ace had, Ace had just bought this ring, and when he brought it up, it had no padding, <laughs> no wood, and no way to fasten the ropes to – I didn't think it had ropes. I think it was just the frame. So you wow. just had a frame. Yeah. And uh, Mike, Mountain Man Mike, ended up making the ropes okay. and doing a bunch of welding on it, and they bought a canvas and the skirts and everything for it. And then uh, Ace was going through divorce, and – Signed the, signed, yeah, okay. signed the ring over to Todd to make sure it couldn't get touched otherwise because his mm-hmm. ring was kind of petty. Well, that's kind <laughs> of actually like a, a decent loophole to make sure the ring stayed, I guess. Yeah, that makes it sense. Out. I, I'm, I'm sure there was some money involved, and Mike put oh, that so guy much. Has, Camel Joe has no idea what's <laughs> going on right now. Oh, he's trying his best. Mountain Man Mike put so much time and effort into the ring, I think they just kind of wrote it off as mm-hmm. Todd owns it now because of all the work Mike put into it. And so what's Mike up to these days? We haven't seen him in forever. I don't see him too often, honestly. I, Love Mike. He's a great guy, and he's just working. He's up in Whitehall area, I believe. Okay, I know he's a grandpappy, like yes, like seven times over now, right? Yeah, him and Todd hang out. Okay, and talk on a regular basis. That's good. Oh, here oh look who it is! Guy. Look at this guy. Do you miss your hair? Do you miss it? I do. Do you miss that pleather? Kinda. Kinda. Are we gonna get the you, shorts? Are, you... are way I still have those pants. Every once in a while, if I want to piss off the wife, I put them on because she hates them. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's awesome. I do. <laughs> So are you going to book yourself in some RCCW angle where it ends in a match after watching this? It's going to reinvigorate you to want to, to want to have your career back or what? It. I doubt it. I'm good. I had my fun. I'm having a lot more fun now with a lot more time off. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, yeah, you're not. You're not. You're definitely not wrong about that. But so in the summer of '09, how long have you been in the business at this point? Uh, I want to. I started in '06. Oh, jeez. He just slapped the shit out of him. Three years there. Now you're both <laughs> just taking you're both of that right there. taking liberties on Farmer Opie. God, it makes me <laughs> sick. So I know that at some point this breaks because I think for whatever reason you guys cut this off um, to be – oh, so Tulo just got eliminated. Oh, we probably had to do a segment for uh, TV actually. So the way we kind of formatted these shows was kind of like make it work for TV. Oh, yeah, there it is. Join us yeah. next week for the conclusion of this match. All right, see you next week, guys. That's Thanks. my favorite – text ever yeah ryan like, brown his graphics game has never gotten better <laughs> so what i did was I don't I, even, did he even spell any of that right i don't know let's let's make sure of this yeah i think yeah that is correct he got it okay so now we're right back at some point we say nobody's been eliminated yet are we sure but, that yep. this was oh. after me and aaron's match it, it might have been yeah i it, think it was i want to say this ended up being like i think it's the co-main we're not doing this in chronological order right. d-rock we're doing it in order of i think me and what made we, sense we what the hell why would he eliminate him? Oh, because, because he wanted to get back other. at you. It was after, yeah. yeah. This okay. was after me and Aaron's match, so we did it that he would come out, eliminate me, eliminate himself, and we'd fight off because he was pissed. But what you'll see later. So Ace almost gets tossed out here, but no, oh, we should. That would have been nice to actually maybe do like the D Rock match first of this <laughs> battle royal. You know, bro, you know, I, hey, I that was my ex-wife's family that I just dropped Aaron in front of. Oh goodness gracious! Hey, look, oh, that's the bounty hunter's here. ex-wife there too. <laughs> Oh, weird. A lot of ex-wives here. Yeah, lots wow. of ex-wives. <laughs> what a weird thing in the business. <laughs> so we basically went a long time with no eliminations, and now everybody's basically been eliminated yeah. besides Camel Joe and, and, uh, the bounty hunter. and the Bounty Hunter. That's Yeah, this was definitely later on because that's when he came up like, yeah, we really need to stretch this out, and then we switched oh, it to the end Joe. of the show. 
Butterfest, I think, will forever be famed in my mind as one of the weirdest, most awkward shows ever. Just oh, Jesus oh, oh, Christ! <laughs> His fucking murdered him! Oh, I think Butchie took a break on the outside of the ring and he I was... Feel, yeah, he did. Actually, I, I'm i pretty sure Todd at this point in time, did he have any issues with his like cardio and like vomiting and Doesn't stuff look like, like that? It. Not too much, really. No, he was actually working on a real regular basis around okay. this Oh, that's, a, that's an hilarious spot. That was funny, actually. So I really like that. I mean, he, yeah. it's Todd. He'd get blown up, but he would, he'd be able to go. All right, good. Like I, you know, like I said, I remember all I remember about Todd is that he was always super over. It didn't matter, man. He, he breaking the wall, you know, the Widowmaker mm-hmm. character. He was great at that too. Yeah. He was yeah. always getting people to boo the shit out of him, and he can go from one extreme to the other. It was great. Yeah, so unfortunately, his health kind of mm-hmm. started to dictate whether or not he could perform or anymore. I mean, that was kind of a yeah. It's really been, oh, here oh comes my AC God. Riley. That's half Alex, of AC Riley. Yeah, right Alex O'Reilly. Here he comes with the Riley factor. You can definitely. It's just weird. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's it looks so weird. I feel like Ace right now is just waiting for his opportunity to beat the shit out of him too. Basically, yeah. So this would be right around. Still no emotion, man. No Nothing. emotion. Nothing. When did Alex start on nine? Uh, no, he yeah. started oh eight. Oh eight, actually, yeah. So yeah, because that was his first show. Was the uh, last episode? And we that, did. Was 08. that was oh eight. That was oh eight. Yeah, I must have been. So the, at this point in time, he's like, though. yeah, this is like. He must have just came back from college, his first year in college, or some bullshit like that. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't figure out his fucking career. I know. I'm trying to figure out timelines because I know he was on the first Seven RW show, but then he went to Germany for like six months. See, and he lost an ass ton of matches in a row. So he basically lost for like a year straight or something like that. Um, but I think things end up turning around for him. And I don't know. Did Ace? Did you ever talk to? Did Ace just not like him? I don't think he didn't like him. Or was it um, his way of basically making Riley pay dues by just losing a bunch? I think so. But then when you look at all these other guys who are around Aaron, who Aaron has come leaps and leaps and bounds oh, yeah. mm-hmm. far from these days. But the other guys like the bounty hunter and his brother and a few other people around there, like he was always doing all these fun things with them, like making them manager to putting them in matches with good oh, guys. Geez. And we're all like, dude, why? What have they done? Right. And then, yeah, that's part of the reason you end up seeing me and Alex and some others leave. is just like, we were just like, oh, dude, this is stupid. Why are we loyal to this guy who's putting all these new people over? And Well, not even putting them over. I don't care what my spot is, but just the overall treatment backstage right, yeah. was yeah. very can you, lopsided. Can you verify? Because I, I brought this up the last episode. Did Do you remember Ace making rookies sign contracts that they would pay something to him if they were ever to? Do you remember that a yep. little bit? Really? Okay. So did I was, you have to do I that was, with him, too? Or? I never did, but. Oh God, <laughs> God damn it! I got it. Fuck. I had the contract, and I was like, "Yeah." I'll I just. Think, I think I'm the only one who ever actually paid him the actual amount he charged. Did you really? Oh, there goes about But here. I never did the contract thing because it, it did say something. How much lines. did he actually charge? Like yeah, it was something it was like that. It was. Oh, yeah. I still don't. Wow, that's a PS4 these days. It is. I don't credit Ace for my training. He got me in and told me yep. basics, but then I worked with Ian Xavier and Stardom and Teos and did all these other camps and things, and that's oh my God. where I got a lot better, better idea of how things work. So, yeah, the convict going right after Butchie Davis. Now, was this actually after their match? This was after the match. Yeah, this is, this, is oh, the, this, is, this is right before the main event. Oh, my God. I think, I think it was this, oh and then God, it was. Those punches Eric, were so Eric. terrible. Yeah, it was this, and then it was Alex and Bonner right after this. Oh, Can I man. ask you something, D Rock? Um, do you remember the show? Did, did Mount Man Mike just forget his gimmick, or did this he not want to be a. This was his very first ever time in a ring. No Are way. You, no way. Yes. Was no it really? Way. I was trying Are you to remember sure? that, too. I am positive, because I remember telling Ace, like, dude, I know he's been around helping set up and stuff, but. 
So he didn't have the Mountain Man gimmick at this no, point. This is at all? Are you sure? I, I thought say he had was the like Mountain Man maybe, gimmick before that. I want to say it was like maybe the next show he started doing. The so that's why he was w working as the convict because the convict was basically, from what I remember, if you didn't have a gimmick yet, you were probably just gonna you're just gonna be the convict. We had these orange jumpsuits oh, and, and we were I gonna do that. Have that. I don't. I actually just threw that jumpsuit away like two weeks. Did ago. you really? Why did yeah. you throw it away? You're never gonna bring it to RCCW. You don't think, think it's a historical <laughs> gimmick? <laughs> that we could... we could have started the shitty independent pro wrestling hall of fame, and that would have been like <laughs> that would have been. That, that it might still be entrance. at my old place. It might oh still god, be he's going on his head. Check and see. Yeah. Because I don't believe I was supposed to have it. I acquired it. From an old job, it was a legit lacrosse county jail. Was it oh, really? Wow. Thing, hence why that shitty piece of yep. fabric is sewed <laughs> over where it says lacrosse. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, that makes perfect sense then. Yeah. So you just end up, like, acquiring this? Like, I used to work at a uniform place. No way. And they weren't supposed to send us those, but once in a while they showed up. And that one happened to be a 3X. I'm like, hey, it'll fit anybody. I'll just hang on to that. All right, so how many other people <laughs> were the convict at one point? Oh, God. Oh, watch out. Scotty Johnson, I, I think, is going for that moonsault. I can't even think of too many otherwise, honestly. Uh, well, moonsault headbutt moon there. Headbutt. <laughs> See, the only time I that I remember... Killed himself. The crap. only time I remember the comic making sense was, wasn't the Whitehall shows, wasn't that booked literally across the street from the jail? Yeah, it was, actually. Because there was a convict there one time, and it was like... He convict Whitehall, and he did it... Mm -hmm. I remember Whitehall, but with... I don't know if any of you guys remember that the powerhouse show that was in Perry Sheen. Oh yeah, yep. I remember that yep. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yep, yep. God, that show. Was that the ghost of? Was that the one with yeah, the ghost? That was of the, the ghost. ghost. Son of a bitch. Ghost of Hoffman Hall. Well, that's gonna have to be done at some point. I kind of <laughs> forgot about that. Who was the ghost again? Wasn't it Riley or was it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was Bruce. That's right, it was Bruce, the kings Bruce of old Allen. school. Yep. Riley went right. against him. I completely forgot. I wonder how Bruce is doing these days. I don't ever see much of him either. Friends on Facebook, but I don't see much. I know him and Mike hang out quite a bit. Here's yeah. that there fucking surfboard stretch again, guys. During a rumble in the Technical. middle of the ring, just the, the surfboard. Remember the killing time, man. The killing time. Oh, yeah, that's point. right. Technical expertise. Now, what, now, nope, like, nope. now, my opinion on it was that, like I said in the last show, that Ace gets a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of shit, and I think there a lot of that's warranted. But at the same time, I think if he... I don't know, worked with the right person or if he trained a little bit more, he actually could have been pretty decent, you know, because I thought he, he, I thought he technically he wasn't actually that bad. No, oh, there's he, another X-Y that moves just went for by. the most part. <laughs> the move, Ace did do good work in the ring, psychology-wise. I never learned, I, I'll guarantee, I never learned to stitch a psychology yeah, right. Ace. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason for that because I don't think yeah. he really understood psychology right. and match planning either. Uh, but but technical-wise, he could. We He... Had some good back and forth yeah. technical matches too, but that's what it I just thought. Seemed it was out of place for a lot of stuff. Yep, absolutely. Oh, there goes Scotty Johnson. Yeah, you know, I think for the longest time I was blinded by the fact that I was friends with Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, but Jesus, he ha he has absolutely no fucking charisma whatsoever. <laughs> None, <laughs> just zero. Just like he's, I don't know. We say it about Aaron, but yeah, Alex definitely. Well, a long way ahead too. God, Mike God. with those fucking See, bumps, man. That is why Mike was in the battle because he had done that yeah. when we were playing around in the ring one time, and Ace was like, "Dude, you should do that in battle." And All right, so weird. Mountain Man Mike is the single greatest over-the-top rope bumper I've ever seen in my life. Dude, I think, great. yeah, I think he did. Um, I, think I don't is. know. Were you actually at that uh, Freedom Pro Wrestling show in on Alaska? Probably. All right, so it was the one where um, who ended up winning that rumble? I think it might have been Lumberjack ended up winning. Um, I remember the we're we're working. This might have been like the one of the last ones they did. Um, he's in the rumble. Mike gets thrown over the top, but someone had pulled the top rope down at the same time, and he completely misses the apron. <laughs> wow! On the fucking concrete, it was like the sickest bump I've ever seen in my life. 
I'm glad he. I hope he's doing okay. I'm sure. Oh yeah, he did. By the way, we Mike's tougher than nails. I love Mike. He's great. We haven't said it yet, but there's like totally youth gone wild. Like yeah. pre youth gone wild going on right now, <laughs> wow. which was one of the greatest tag teams in the history of Wisconsin professional wrestling. I enjoyed them. I actually, I, they, I they, they actually, actually gelled really well. Yeah. I'll be honest. I think you know Riley fucking hated it because I think you know fucking Jeremy. You know, if you talk to Riley, Jeremy, a lot of times, you know, consider. I think Riley has a, a tough time with seeding leadership. And I think Jeremy took it upon himself to be the leader of that team because obviously he was more seasoned and right. he had a better understanding of the business. And Riley had a trouble, difficulty with that. Yeah. Um, but I think if you look at that, that's actually oh, probably just him right in the balls. one of the biggest reasons why Riley was able to start adding to his persona in the ring was that oh, tag sure. team. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, you have to give uh, kudos there to Chris Hansen for even booking that. You know, even though, you know, Alex hates I both Jeremy say... and Chris. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, you know? shout out to I want to say Jeremy's yeah. the one who suggested it to Chris. Really? Like he was kind of trying to figure out what to do with him, and Jeremy was the or one who kind of put it together. Oh, Jesus, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I think he was supposed to go over the top there, and he just went right through the middle. <laughs> so then he just gets, it's that bullshit where he just gets right back in the ring, and then they're just like, fuck it, and they toss him over yeah. sort of thing. It's pretty I want to back up and get that screen cap of those two standing there and be like, "Youth gone wild, the early years." And just let's mem the shit. Dude, do you guys remember? <laughs> do you remember? Was that Caledonia or Cashton where um, Jeremy played uh, like ice hot or like uh, air hockey against Chris? And if he beat him, then he was Caledonia. gonna. Caledonia. Was yeah. that Caledonia? That was. He was and then he have actually... to win the Winter Rumble. And yeah. Did. yeah. <laughs> oh god, that was great. There was negotiating after that of him, him winning the Rumble and cashing in and winning the belt the same night, and yep. it was toned down to just winning the Rumble. So it was awesome. So it was awesome for people that are watching. So Farmer Opie in the ring, um, w- they were at Caledonia, and then Chris Hansen was the promoter of SWE. A lot of people know that place. They mm-hmm. booked in the Ruba Garden. Um, and anyways, so Chris was fairly hammered. Oh, he was um, extremely hammered. We got a pretty good story about the rest of that night with them, too. They were playing air hockey, and basically Jeremy was like, if I beat you, dude, I want to win your, you know, your basically their Royal Rumble, SWE's Royal Rumble. And Chris agreed to it, and then... Jeremy won, so <laughs> yeah. then they, he had, he actually ended up booking it that way, which is hilarious. There was a solid ten minutes of profanity across the bar from Chris Hansen. I it remember was, that. Specifically. Chris got so drunk that show. Uh, <laughs> we're driving back. Um, we ended up making a, like, a wrong turn, but we kept the like the river to our right as yep. we're heading north because we're like, okay, well we can make our way back to La Crescent. And me and Nick are up in the front. We're just kind of bullshitting, having fun, you know. And all of a sudden, we hear this, like, weird noise. It's like, Ugh. We turn around. It's Chris. He's pawing at the fucking window, trying to get the window down. Because he's he's going to fucking vomit. He's going to vomit, yeah. And so we're did. like, oh, shit. So we start slowing down. Oh, my God. Yeah, Alex Riley just what won, yeah. the, Look at that Shay, fucking shirt. I told you, that Guy Fieri shit. And it looks <laughs> yeah. like he's about to go to some diner and so, test out the cheese curds. So we start slowing down. David Bonner, wow. We start slowing down. But Chris... We, we end up hitting the window for him. He just starts yakking. Yeah. Like, we're going, like, 45 miles an hour <laughs> trying to, like, slow down for him. He's just yakking all over the side of my vehicle. He yaks in his shirt box. It's just, oh, just bad. And then we kicked his ass in Madden twice yeah. that day. Yeah, he wasn't yes. happy about that. But anyways, so <laughs> Alex wins the Rumble. Dave wants a mic. This is all Dave's idea, isn't it, Derek? Isn't this the Dave, reason? Dave pitched to work Alex and set all this up, yeah. Well, Dave always had a soft spot for Alex. Oh, as for was. sure. Like, I don't want to hear what he has to say. I remember specifically him back there now, too. Him, like, I want to work Alex tonight. And I just like, why? Like, give him a shot. Show him what we can do. You think Dave was one the of those Irish underrated guys at the time? Oh, definitely. Dave's great. He's a phenomenal worker. 
Yeah, I always thought I always thought Dave was awesome too. I think unfortunately when you brought him back to RCCW for that short little run that he had, I don't know. Did you have him and TJ working together again at that point, or was it was Bonner? Yeah, running I think singles? they were working against each other. They end up working against yeah. each other more. Yeah, I think we had them team once, but the rest of the time they had two or three matches against each other and various other things, and then. Dave did whatever Dave does. Now, this, this is a sick looking. I mean, it looks perfect. Yes. Like, that is a perfect Death Valley driver or attitude adjustment, whatever you want to call it nowadays, but it was perfect. I cannot remember what he called it, but I fought with him so hard because I told him he needed to call it the Claymore and he never wanted to. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing because uh, now that uh, Claymore is just that flying dropkick, right? Right. Something, yeah. That, I'd call that a Claymore better. I find it really <laughs> surprising that Ace actually agreed to put Riley over in that, too. I mean, that's a. <laughs> Did he just give everybody? The, yeah, he just, gave, yeah, everybody he just gave everyone the finger. Yep. Yeah, Dave Bonner was super underrated. I'm so I don't know how much work he did prior to NAW, but it seemed like when oh, NAW was ton. going on, yeah, that was like the like only he place. Was, uh, but he was what, an AAW guy originally? He's originally an AAW yeah. guy. Him and TJ worked several times in the old NWA Wisconsin, the old ACW. No, why was New Age Wrestling like the only place he was working at the time? I mean, did he him take and some TJ time both off? Quit for quite a while. They did, and then they came back, and that was kind of all that was available for them. Yep. At the time, yeah, they didn't want to work for Dark Child. For whatever reason, and then, yeah, Ace was available and brought him in. Well, Alex Riley, I think I don't know if it was this show or the next show that he earned like his title shot or whatever, but nonetheless, that was the end of the Rumble, and now we are on to the middle match, and it is Derek D Rock taking on Aaron Sacrifice. And what I actually watched it back, I thought it was a pretty damn good match, actually. I have memories of be this being one of my two favorite matches with Aaron, and I was interested when you said we were going to watch this, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to see how awful it really was. <laughs> but and here you are being coming into the ring by the child molester. That's what I hear. Now, why did he? Now, what was the point of giving you him as a heater? Did was it just more? It was you know, literally on the lines of he came down with the powerhouse guys and wanted something to do. Okay, so at this point in time, you're usually working face. Yeah. For New Age Wrestling, am I correct? Or honestly, can't remember. There was so much, there was so many times back and forth in NAW that well, you're healed and not your face tonight. Well, it wasn't last time. Well, like it didn't. Tonight. Yeah, it didn't really matter because they just kind of booked it as whatever. They kind of looked at who was a who. It sounds so bad, but it's one of those things that. Well, let's see who shows up today, and we'll make a card. <laughs> and pretty much, there's another Chris Steele appearance there. This time, yeah. I got a nice wow, little shot I on him. About that. Yeah, I remember, because I remember at this show, I remember Chris being there, and I remember being like, talking to somebody, he's like, yeah, that guy kind of wants to train and get into it, and I was like, holy shit, he already looks like a fucking, he looks better than 70% of the fucking workers in the back right now. Well, I mean, you saw 70% of the workers in that rumble, mm -hmm. you know. That's true. Yeah. I remember Chris showing up before he went to, I believe, in Georgia and trained. He did a little bit of training with Ace, and Ace was trying to have him do suicide dives on the first I, day. I remember that. Was that at a Todd's house? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because that was the same day Ryan Brown fucked up his knee with that ring post. Oh, yeah, that's right. We yeah. were there for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Ace had a weird way of training, guys. Yeah, luckily for Chris, went down and did it right. Well, now he came back, and now he's a big <clears throat> part of RCCW. I think he looks really good. Yeah, you know, he's doing I think, Yeah, he looks, he looks awesome. I think, you know, there were times where we were watching him at APW, um, and I think, I think it was probably good because he was given so much... Um, leeway there that he could do whatever he wanted to so he could kind of work out kinks and stuff like that but it's nice to see him in, in rccw where it's a little bit more contained and he, he has more of a direction structure, structure yeah, yeah good... some, of, some of those uh epw main events he had would go like 35 minutes and there'd be like 40 finishers and yeah it's like you like you're watching the, the end of wrestle kingdom or some shit not even that it was like more like uh you guys remember like your credit wrestler characters from like no yeah, Mercy exactly. or like that. that's all it was yeah i'd give him yeah i'd give him the fucking diamond cutter as one of his 
weak grapple moves. I was like, I'm going to hit fucking 40 diamond cutters this match. Yep. I don't give a shit. But uh, Aaron Sacrifice. Look at Ryan Robb just yeah, standing in front of so fucking hard cam. Look at that haircut, man. Jesus, it's so gross. <laughs> when I first met Ryan Brown, he had like the longest, stringiest hair. It, wow, Aaron Sacrifice. Look at that. You know, Aaron so Sacrifice, terrible. he gets a lot of shit from a lot of people. And I think, unfortunately, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Aaron, he's an awkward dude. He is. Um, and even in the back of RCCW, you know, I think sometimes he doesn't really mingle with a lot of the guys just because he doesn't he, he doesn't know how to fit in properly. And there's a lot of guys coming from different parts. But mm -hmm. I'll say, I mean, I'll say Aaron's probably one of my favorite dudes still. He's a lot of yeah, fun he's to watch. I mean, he's shit. up for anything. Yeah. And I and he's such a he's such a good dude and he has such a good head on his shoulders and I love his quirky awkwardness you know I love I, I just I love Aaron I'm so happy that he's been in wrestling and he actually stuck with it and now he's at RCCW because um, you know he he definitely deserves to be in the role that he's in and I also love that he got rid of the fucking pants and he has tights now and he looks totally different because yeah. Jesus Christ the uh, Rey Mysterio garbage pants did he really yes. you had those pants I originally those pants wow. and then he decided to wear them for like eight straight years yep. and I had them I think I wore them two times and they were just a hair small and I'm like Aaron you should wear these instead because he was wearing God, well, it was something like, just else plain yeah. it was I think it was gym shorts if I remember right and I'm like dude no gear so how much do you actually sell those pants for those ones, I think, I, think I, I bought them for like sixty bucks. I think I sold them for you, twenty five, thirty. Okay, so you paid sixty fucking bucks for that. Elucha, man. What the Elucha generic man. stock, man. Okay, but sixty fucking bucks. <laughs> like seriously, at this point in time, that's like that's six fucking paydays with New Age Wrestling. All right, like, Wait, dude. Some people got paid. Some people got paid. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really too sure who, but. Look at that. I used to do hip toss. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I, the thing I think that was good about this match, too, is there actually, I mean, I don't know how much psychology that you knew about these days, but I thought there was actually some psychology in the match. Like, it made, it right made sense. when I was starting to pick it up. And where do you, where do you credit that to? Do you, I mean, just some Steve of the... Steve Red. Red just started coming around around yeah. this time. Steve well, Red didn't you guys just do almost like the, the little Memphis right there, you know? Yep. It's like a couple moves oh, like here or there, bam. Get the heat back. You roll out. Was that little cartwheel, do you remember, was that Aaron's idea or your idea? It was a good idea. It was kind of a nice little pop for the crowd. I don't remember where this was on the card. We kind of have all these matches <laughs> uploaded sporadically, <laughs> so we don't actually know where any of these end up being. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was... Of course, was, uh, it's before the Rumble. We kind of know that now, right? Well, yeah, we know yeah. it was before the Rumble, but... This, I think this what was did, actually did, in the beginning. This is one of the first matches of that night. What did Van Snap smell like? Did he smell like like <laughs> donuts and candy and puppies? Or what did I he smell like? I, I highly doubt he smelled like puppies and candy. He I, probably smelled like... Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Cheap cigarettes? Yeah, probably uh, <laughs> probably Axe body spray. Oh, yeah. that's How, how prevalent was Axe at this time yeah. in the locker room? There's did a lot of guys use the Axe? It was there. Luckily, the locker room here was outdoors. So. Oh, hey, that's that thing that Bounty Hunter tried to do earlier. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, I remember this. I used to love doing this. I, yeah, this was a actually a nice combo nice there. Match. That was mm -hmm. a good combo right there. I did that to him like six times. It was awesome. In the same match? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brown getting that Van Snap reaction. He's That's like, "Where are the children? Where are they? I <laughs> they want them." Right across the uh, ring from him. He's so there's probably, probably, probably a good, why he's standing. Good there. way there's a ring. He's got a good view of the kids. Good view of the kids. Oh, here he comes now for his little get some heat. Get some heat. Yeah. I cannot believe that I completely forgot that that was Chris Steele. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, the nice little stomach shot there. Wow, he was really breaking his shoulder for a hot minute there. Where were you working these days, D-Rock? Was it mostly uh, NAW, PHPW? Occasionally, I think, if I remember the timelines, right, going up to 
NLW in the cities. Okay. And I think for Dark Child too. And did yeah. you did you ever have any hopes to to make it somewhere, or did you kind of just really do this did. more for fun? Oh my God! Look at that fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Holy shit! It's terrifying. Me and another buddy of mine, uh, his name was Andrew, also worked at Ashley. We had mm -hmm. started kind of training together. And uh, Ace liked Andrew a lot better and was pushing him and doing stuff, and then Andrew vanished off the face of the earth, and I stayed with it. And uh, me and Andrew back in the day used to talk about matches we would do, and you know, maybe if we worked good as a tag team, maybe get to TNA or something like that. We didn't have any huge aspirations of anything. Well, hey, TNA at that point in time was actually pretty big. It was probably right about when it was really kind of... Taking off a little bit, yeah. And they were using a lot more indie guys. And uh, it was the first month of training. You're like, oh, that mindset, you know. Yeah, right. We're going like, to work at gym every day. We're going to do this every day. We're going to do this. And it never happened because, you know, real life. Well, and you kind of need that a little bit, too, because otherwise, how are you supposed to get yourself to want to go to these shows every weekend? And how do you get yourself to want to train and do all this other stuff, too? But this is a good little match, actually. Right yeah. There's why my knees suck now, probably. Is that <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just jumping straight into the turnbuckle. Oh, flip. Look at that. Spry young man. There, man. Spry Aaron young man. Yeah, and you know, Aaron, he just loved that fucking rolling thunder for whatever yeah. reason. <laughs> Look at this fucking New Japan shit that he's doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that a weird bit of a froggy, Vader bomb. Little, that's yeah, weird. a little froggy I've, Vader bomb. I've always put yeah. Aaron in my top five people to work with. Really? It was just a lot of fun. He was always wow. up for whatever. And Who else was in the top five? Uh, Todd was always a lot of fun. Okay. Alex I've had a lot of fun with, too. Why do you think Aaron Ooh, gets so much geez. shit, then? <laughs> it's the awkwardness. is definitely yeah. a part of it. And, I mean, there was a couple of years there he didn't work. His ace wasn't running, but it was always, oh, I'm going to run, I'm going to run. And Aaron... To his credit, had that sense of loyalty. Yeah. Because Ace brought him in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, Ace isn't doing anything. Come work. And if he really has heat about it, you're always going to have some kind of a spot here. Yeah. We'll make it work. And it took him forever. And people, oh, the fall away. I forgot he used to do yep. this too. <laughs> and you're just on memory lane right now. I am. I'm enjoying this. It's not as <laughs> awful as I. As it's a good match, man. Really I mean, we're kind of match. wasting a match right now because usually we want to play shit wrestling so we can <laughs> shit on it. I mean, it's hard to do yeah. that during this matchup because it's actually pretty good. Well, we're going to have shit after this. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Jesse. We're going to get so much heat from Todd again. He's going to fucking hate us. Nah, nah. I don't think so. But, but anyway, so can you actually comment on that with the whole ace thing and like the loyalty thing, right? So what did he, did he basically tell his guys, hey, if you leave, you're done. Like you're never working. Like he what was his thing? Did he threaten to break a lot of people's legs? I took Aaron and Alex to Powerhouse with me one time and he threatened to break Alex's legs. That's so weird. And instead of yelling at me, he had this like huge text conversation with Alex all pissed off that we took Aaron down there. Why though? Uh, my my theory was that they might get paid somewhere else and then he would have to either experience. start paying or You're never going to get better working the same people right. over and over and that's what we were doing in NAW and that's why we all wanted to branch out. We took Aaron down to Powerhouse. Uh, it ended up being me, him, and Opie in a triple threat. And we did this fun spot where I powerbombed Aaron onto Opie. Okay. And pinned it. I was laying down, powerbombed Aaron onto him, got the pin, and Ace lost his shit. He messaged Alex, like, he shouldn't, Aaron shouldn't be doing that crazy stuff. He's got a shot, and he's going to go far. And Which probably goes back to this whole contract of Aces where he thinks oh, he's yeah. getting 25% yeah. of everyone's yep. life Earnings, until yeah. ever. This was fun. This was actually Van Snap's idea. Yeah, I think this is actually a good a good way to try to finish it, right? Because you get the heat back on the manager. But um, there's also a, I don't know. Is it breath smell? You're gonna have to. Yeah, that might have been bad. <laughs> you remember that? You're gonna have to. Like, so what happens here, D Rock? By the way, it was supposed <laughs> to be a springboard. Oh, and then you would have caught him, or what? 
I think. What was he gonna hit there? I'm just so. I think it's supposed to be a springboard back elbow, and just was oh, that's so weird though. He totally missed it. So he would have hit the back elbow, would have pinned you, you would have kicked out, and then hit him with the schoolboy pull the tights. I'm just trying to figure out how that, how well, it was Well, maybe, to be. I don't know. This might sound crazy, because at the time, you're using that full Nelson drop, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe he was going to back springboard. I think it was supposed to be into the full Nelson. Nelson. That would have been fucking yeah. sick. That sounds right. That would have been sick. Oh, there oh, you are. You won the title. This guy fucking hates you. That guy hates you. <laughs> and uh, that guy also hates life, too. Your pleather. He hates Van Snap. He's like, this guy touched my kids once. <laughs> how many... How, okay, so after these festival shows, how many people actually come up to you guys and be like, hey, man, I want to be a wrestler. How you become a wrestler? Usually the really, really drunk ones do all the time, no matter mm -hmm. what. Whether the show's bad or good or whatever, you're going to end up with that smattering of people who are just... Think they can do whatever. Oh, man. God, he has the same haircut. Everything's same, the same. Everything. He doesn't age. He drinks the blood of innocent children just to <laughs> age the same age, I'm sure. <laughs> That's funny because I think it, it's true. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't. Okay, so here's the nice little shot of Jesse and Nick reliving the past. We've got our buttons. Look, at, we got the buttons on. Yep. We've got button our buttons ups. on. We have our, we have our <laughs> nice polos on. We even dressed up for this event, and here comes the convict. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. So how was was Mike nervous? Do you remember talking to him? But behind I didn't the know curtain? Mike too well. Oh, then. you didn't. Okay. I mm -hmm. just remember him being around to help us set up and tear down and doing some work on the rings, on the ring. And yeah, because like I know Mike was at that first show that we did like back in '08. So he was there all the time, no matter what, because mm -hmm. basically that ring was his baby, right? Yeah, he drove the yeah, bus around, right? Yeah, he was driving the bus for Todd to get the ring to and fro wherever it ended up having to be. Yeah, he ended up doing a lot of work on it. And that's that. Mike's a great guy. Should he have been in the ring at this point especially? No. But, I mean, he's, I've had a lot of fun working with him, too. Me and him were tag champs in AW right. one time. Yep. And it's it's all about knowing what you have to work with, you know, with what the strengths are and avoid what's not. Ring work was not always Mike's best right. thing, but he got over the convict thing. Maybe mm -hmm. not so much. He's testing the waters, but once he hit the mountain man, Mike thing got his stride. Dude, the place went nuts. When yeah. He well, and that's what we're. I mean, that's the whole point of this, right? Because we talked about Aaron and Alex during the last episode, and they were both super green. And that match was probably like top five, one of the worst matches <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I consider I, can, I consider Aaron and Alex to be really good. I mean, obviously, right. really, really good friends. But I'm not afraid to say they were definitely in the ring when they weren't ready, oh, absolutely. and they didn't know what they were doing. And I think in this match, especially, you see some of that some of the green tendencies from Mike. I think agree he became way better. But you also see us just losing our shit because half the dude's ass was hanging out for <laughs> half the match. I mean, it was awful. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> and, you know, again, we talk about that, but sometimes you, you know, as these performers in the ring, you need to try to... Um, you need to be above the people on the outside of the ring, right? Like, you don't want that fucking drunk-ass, you know hobo-looking dude wearing the Chicago Cubs shirt that we just missed, looking at the guys in the ring going, I could do that better than those guys. Who the hell wearing a Cubs shirt in 09? I don't know. I have no idea. So Die then when they, but when, they, but when they see Mike in the ring and his ass is hanging out, it's like, now these guys are watching like, okay, well, how am I supposed to think that these are above and beyond the people that we are today? And they, he can't. Right. So I think that's a big part of it too. But It has you know. to be larger than life, which is where more character-driven stuff comes in. And Mike, like I said, was very good at that. Todd, obviously very good at yeah. too. Todd knew enough of the psychology and the work. He yes. could make things very, very passable and very good. But, I mean, he wasn't going to go an hour. Yeah, no. right. And One of the best have, examples you know, of that is actually from this Estep. But heart matches. Well, it, yeah. But, you know. But one of the uh, the best examples of, like, a Butchie Davis match that got the crowd really going was uh, he had a match with a Sexy KC at SWE. Yeah, did they like, even touch each other? Or? No, just for the finish. Is that the coloring book? Uh, yeah, the coloring book one. That was great. <laughs> Very amazing match. 
Yeah, I don't think there wasn't there was not any physical contact for like five minutes. It was five minutes of Chris yelling, but you got in the ring, did a coloring book, and like you rolled him up, and the place yep. went ape shit. Went ape shit. Yeah, I think Butchie, I mean, Todd has always had a uh, just a, a weird knack for being able to get over. <laughs> he and just leaves. Even. That's hilarious. That would have been the best finish for this match. <laughs> but, uh, oh, God, you fucking dick. But, uh, but no, it's, I mean, and, and honestly, we probably could have been a little bit more professional on commentary. I don't know if it'll be loud enough for people to hear it when we're actually re-uploading this, but we were pretty fucking bad. So I think Todd yeah. did have a perfectly reasonable reason to kind of be a little pissed but at the same token don't show your fucking i mean we derek we talked about this sometimes when you're calling commentary you just need to kind of go with the flow and you have nothing else to work with i mean we said the convict he was a convict because he he was raping animals yep. um we we said that you know we didn't understand why he was still wearing his prison uniform when he was yep. so far away from prison i mean we just couldn't i mean we couldn't like come up with the wrestling fucking... but you haven't paid attention to commentary to where they focus on the gimmicks and the things <laughs> yeah, to more, right. more to bring people put people over yes well exactly. I, I think at the point in time we were kind of putting over the, like, the danger of the convict going against a guy like butchie davis and like whether or not butchie actually knew he was in the ring with a dangerous man yeah you know but then again i think it was became one of those things where it was hot out (laughs) the right like the whole day sucked we we weren't going to get paid we had to pay to get in wow that was actually kind of funny yeah todd um i was you know and i think at this point in time we were just just fed up with the show well and i think part of it too is it was it's a comedy match so we were trying to add to the comedy aspect of it we thought it was like a fun good time and we were still pretty new as far as commentary was concerned i mean this is i mean what maybe less than a year in for both of us being together but i think like show wise maybe show five or six yeah together it wasn't it wasn't like we were doing this every every week although i think that actually butterfest was a week after Another NAW show. We referred to that at some point. We said last week. I think actually was the week Arthur prior Bell to this. Or? I think the week prior to this. I think D Rock actually won the mid card belt or something like that. Yeah, you just won it here. Actually. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, maybe I was referring to the breaks in our. It was the ne- very next show in Whitehall where I lost it back to Aaron and the other really good match. I think. Yeah, because I, I wonder if we were doing commentary at the time. We're pretty much like uh, yeah, like you know NXT UK type of thing. You know where it's like oh last week and it was actually <laughs> at the same tape. Are you trying to compare us to NXT UK because no, that's awful? God, no. <laughs> NXT Sparta. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do you remember, were the fans here mostly into it, or were they just there to they get were, drunk? Like, they were into the comedy stuff. They, From what I remember, they were definitely paying attention to everything. How they walked away from it afterwards, I don't know, but it seemed <laughs> like they were allowed for everything they were supposed to be allowed for. This crowd is bigger than they had at Butterfest this year, so. I want an honest wow, answer. Wow, they were at Butterfest again this year? Were they re- yeah, that's oh, right. I wanted to go <laughs> to that show. That? Derek, that? Can, can I ask you? Can I ask you an honest question? So when you started getting 7RW and RCCW underway, do you actually think that some of this NAW booking in the surrounding areas hurt your ability to get shows up and running? Or do you think that it didn't really play that big a role? Because we hear that a lot. At that point, NAW, when I started 7RW, I don't think NAW had run for almost a year. So the stigma had gone. It was actually a lot of trouble with RCCW because NAW did run in the American Legion once or twice. And when we first went to the Legion to talk about, hey, we'd like to do a show as a benefit, the guy's like, oh, we've had wrestling here before, and it was it was a bunch of junk, and no one really, they didn't ever draw, and it wasn't really pointless. But we were selling it was more and more of a yeah. benefit. Got us in the door. They made a lot of money. The bar made a lot of money that night, and well, we were still there. 170-plus people each show, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think either of them knew what they were doing at that point. No. I remember at Chris Grubb. Our ring announcer for RCCW went to one of the NAW shows. Uh, they came after the first match. They didn't have to pay to get in, and they still felt they should get money back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, you know, when me and Riley went back to New Age Wrestling, we were like, where would let us do whatever the fuck we wanted to do? And we were like, we then I think we shot Ace a message or something. And we were like, hey, man, do you want a couple of heels? Because we're trying to trying this thing out. And he let us do it there, which was really cool of him. But we noticed the exact same. I mean, we were there, and they would draw maybe like 10 or 15 people, and well, half of, of them were workers, families. A or... lot of that's got to be the lack of advertising. It is. He, he does, that, that, there's so many things I would try to get on. He's like, we need to do flyers. We need to do flyers better. We need to do this better, some kind of promoting thing, and it just never really what do you, to stick. What do you think the purpose was for booking the show? Is just to wrestle? I mean, there it seemed like there was no long-term, like, okay, we want to make money this show. We want to build a brand. Like, there wasn't a purpose like that, was there? It was literally it just to wrestle? Just, let's have a show for the sake of having a show. Sure. He learned that move and in he, jail. He was so excited. Yeah, he did. So excited about working. Like, he'd have a show in Whitehall, then he'd have a show in... Uh, Black River or Winona, and then he'd be way up in Merrill, Wisconsin, right. and be trying yeah. to pro. Hey, everyone, come up three hours away. I remember Merrill. Like, why? They, they, God, that was a long day. That was a long <laughs> oh ass drive. God. Holy shit! Like, yeah. Stick to one area. And that was the show that where uh, Ryan Brown almost killed you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he almost <laughs> killed me. That was bad. We both fell asleep while he was driving for like ten minutes. I think like, that was part of the problem that Ace had with trying to book storylines is that he'd have show two hours apart. Yep. And no one could really follow so, it. Was it one of those things where it was just guys he knew? Could get a building, so let's run there type of thing. Uh, probably. Probably accurate. I know that Mike got Whitehall for him oh, and for us when we were there. Which I loved the Whitehall building. I it thought it was, yeah, the crow's nest. very often, but it was a yeah. great. Well, they also, like, God, they got a shit ton of water damage last time we were up there. You remember that one corner of the gym? Literally, they, they had a problem with, like, a leak in the ceiling, and it warped the boards in this one section oh, of the gym where it's, it literally, like, bulked up, like, five feet. It was terrible. Hmm. Yeah, it's a nice gym, though. We, yeah, it was uh, great. Like, if that building was in Lacrosse, yeah, I'd book it once a month for sure. Except for that crow's nest, man. God, that was yeah, so. Yeah, I remember it, it got so hot up there, dude. I was sweating Holy so crap. bad. I well, mean, it didn't help. Like half the time, we were yelling and screaming at the top of our lungs, and there was like five people in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> According to Mike, AWA used to run. Did they really? Back in the day, yeah, a few times. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's a big difference between the uh, right. New Age Wrestling and the uh, American Wrestling Alliance or American Wrestling Association. You know, like, <laughs> do you have any idea how many shows I remember, like where you would maybe be gone and it'd just be me and Ryan and I would do commentary and like literally there'd be five people there and yeah, I'd sit there be like, it. oh the su- suplex, super kick, and everybody would just turn back and look at me yeah. like, what the fuck is <laughs> oh, this guy? Oh, he's always doing kill commentary. Him. Okay, that's yeah. what he's doing. See, I remember a lot of people being really excited going into this because we were along the lines of, cool, it's a fair show, it's an opportunity, you know, we get people. new yeah. people and put on something, but then it kind of just ended up being the same you switched show, show yeah. that you'd always yeah. run. I feel like he has to get some cred for that. That might have been difficult to take off and put on another <laughs> shirt under the ring. Yeah, especially for how low that ring is. Yeah, oh my gosh. And he switched <laughs> helmets, too. Nice. Because Todd was always about the color coordination. Oh, yeah, he did great. I think Todd at one point said he had like 40 different shirts. I believe so, yeah. You know, I think one thing that these guys probably suffered from, I've noticed it a couple of times, but I think along with like learning psychology, a lot of people are playing, which I think is fine. I mean, they are playing towards the hard cam, but at a fest show, not a lot of them are playing towards the, the fe- like where all the people are standing on the opposite side of hard cam. I've right. noticed that a couple of times, except right here. So obviously that happens God, right that after bump. I fucking say Jesus. that. <laughs> that have been the second or the first time he did that that night too. Yeah, this and then in the battle. He loved doing it. He never felt a thing off it, he said. You know, and I think the finish of this match, I'm pretty sure it looks like he breaks his collarbone. So, I mean, we'll have to 
I believe that. See that in a little bit here. I think I actually on commentary they were, were telling everyone to keep them away from children without knowing there was actual <laughs> child molester on the show <laughs> earlier. So um, that's Yikes. awful. They said I didn't know nothing about it until later, like the next show later. They said something about that guy, and I was like, dude, what the hell? When did you get out of New Age Wrestling, Derek? How did you get out of New Age Wrestling? Did you have a falling out with Ace? Oh, you were actually Kinda. you were already kind of planning on leaving at some point because I remember there was a uh, there was a, a Blair show where you walked up to us and like and you had the first seven shows for you know Summer Rivers Wrestling already <laughs> planned out like hey guys check this out you know and you showed me like this notebook and I'm like holy fucking shit so I think at that point in time you're already kind of halfway checked out right yeah it was same long as like I said just the people who had barely been there getting all the exposure getting all the opportunities and the rest of us who had been around forever. And the loyalty aspect, I guess, just we're getting shit on. Mm-hmm. Me, Todd, Alex, a few other people were just like, dude, we're just, it doesn't make any sense for us to be here. We're not having fun anymore. That's exactly right. what the conversation that me and Todd always had. It's just, this is not fun. So everybody kind of walked out at the same time sort of thing, or what? Essentially. And then he, I think he, after me and Todd kind of quit working with him, he had maybe one or two more shows. 7RW started up, and he was at the first show hanging out. I don't know if he thought he was going to get booked or what, but I had did, the whole card already. Did he ref at that show? I remember there was a show at Howie's that he actually refed at. And it's mine. What? Are you sure? No, hmm. He's never refed for you before? Where was he refing No, at, I remember though? he kind of showed up a couple shows, he though. I remember refed. that. Did he ref for a uh, WPW show for Todd? Maybe Possibly. that's what it was. You know? I know he refed one oh of the... Oh, my God. Uh, it took him, like, five fucking minutes to get over there and kick the rope. Holy shit. Did I it? think he refed one of the UPWA shows in Rochester, if you're thinking of it was on video. No, because it was actually... No, because it was one of the first... I took a little hiatus from doing commentary, and the first night that I did commentary, Ace refed, like, a dark match or something, and I thought it was his way. Same show that um, Stardom, like accidentally spit on his kids when he was cutting a promo and Ace was like and Ace was like I'm gonna sue this place you spit on my kids when he was cutting a promo do you remember this at all Derek or am I just speaking out of my he ass didn't right ref. now that happened that happened do you remember that, that though that was the first 7RW show he called the oh. building freaking out because we were profane and Maybe he was a which was kind of weird because kind of didn't he spit on a kid at St. Charles that one time all kinds of shit like that yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it was though right he was he spit on the kids on accident that's when he was he doing said, cutting yeah. a promo Yep. That's oh, fucking hilarious. How he's like, yeah, one guy called and complained. So nothing like that happened. Something didn't happen the first time. <laughs> it's not like it's the first or last time Ace has done that. To that makes sense. I never really understood the whole attacking Butchie's helmet thing. I never got that. <laughs> well, I, I, do you get that, Jesse? I mean, no, I don't. I, I don't really get it. got it. Was he trying to take his helmet off, or what is he? Just no, no, he's like him? elbowing him in the forehead, or at least attempting it. Yeah. I think we were kind of selling it that he pushed down the helmet to the point where it covered up his goggles so Todd couldn't see. Oh, okay. You know? Well, we did a good job selling that then. I mean, you could hear, like, when they were doing the crowd was getting into it and keep mm-hmm. them. They, like, these guys both, yeah, I said, great at work in the crowd. Absolutely both of them. Well, the thing with Mike, too, is that he looked like a, a convincing wrestler. I mean, he's a huge dude. Right. Like, then him looking like a crazy oh. villain could work. If he had a little more heel psychology. Yep. But again, when you put the Mountain Man Mike stuff on it, he looked like... He looked he, like Mountain Man Mike, yeah. yeah. He did. Now look at this shit. Oh my god. Mike was known for just killing himself, I think. Yes. A lot of people knew that. It was like he didn't know when How to How old not... was Mike at this point in time? It had to be mid-40s. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Fuck. So he goes to the top rope here, which is just crazy in itself. Check, check out this bump by this guy that probably weighed nearly 300 pounds. 
Oh. Like, for sure, might have broken a shoulder, collarbone, or something with how he fell. And, like, we. At this point, like I said, there are a lot of people like, Mike, eh, what do you do? But he gained a lot of respect from a lot of people over time because he would work. Whether or not he was yeah. in the ring, he would work. He'd come, he'd set up, he'd tear down all the time, whether he was on a show or not, do whatever he could to help out. And it got to the point where, I mean, you guys know Josh. He doesn't give a whole lot of people a lot of credit and mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But when Mike said he wanted to be done, he told me he wanted to be done. Josh demanded that he had his last match. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty like, awesome. I want to work Mike for his last match. Yeah, Mike was always good shit, no matter what. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he had a great performance on this night, though. No. no. <laughs> for the first time ever in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Butchie comes out here, and I think, yep, gives Alex Riley's mom a little high five, and that, <laughs> that, does, it it. For, that does it for Butterfest. But, honestly, it wasn't as bad as I expected no, it to no, be. No, no, It was actually, it was pretty decent. I'm going to have to say Maybe it's it because we had decent. to throw in the fucking... Fucking show killer with oh, D-Rock and night. Aaron with the match of the night there because it was yeah, actually that was actually a pretty good match. Um, Any thoughts or reflections yeah. after watching that back and remembering how some of it went? The match or specifically? Just the everything. whole thing, the whole Butterfest, mm -hmm. everything in general. A lot of the whole thing. I think I pretty much made the demand. I said, hey, I want to work Aaron and all that. I think it was maybe the first time me and Aaron worked, honestly. And I'd always wanted to work with him. And just a lot of stuff. Like we would just pitched all these ideas. And he's like, no, I'll do this. No, I'll do this. And, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, so that was literally over nine <laughs> years ago. Does it feel like nine years for you? It does now. Yeah. <laughs> Watching some of the stuff, like it, watch the fall away, watch other things. I'm like, dude, I used to do like a lot of cool shit. <laughs> I don't think I could do that anymore. <laughs> I had to quit doing the fall away because I almost killed Devlin Kane. Okay, tell the story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, we, we you almost did a fall away to Devlin Kane once? Kind of. Well, he was a lot smaller at that time, right? No, this was the so still more recent. 7 RW show at Howie's. Oh, okay. It was right, a table, still, it was it was a lot take smaller. team table match. Me and Josh versus oh, God, Bonner. And, that match. Yeah. Was that around the time that TJ had his silly haircut? His short hair. A little yeah. silly yeah. short haircut. So Bonner, I had done, you've seen them both. Bonner's bigger than TJ. Yep. Yeah. I was able to follow away him no problem. But for some reason, TJ just for some reason was super heavy, and I just kind of went like this and put him face first to the <laughs> table instead of <laughs> doing the follow away. So, yeah. did you think like a fall away <laughs> slam through a table was a smart idea? It, it would look cool if, like, I know. <laughs> Sounded cool to me at the time. One of those oh, deals. Nice. <laughs> so, that's Butterfest, but uh, Derek, we appreciate mm -hmm. you being on. Why don't you uh, let us know what's going on with River City Championship Wrestling? What do you have coming up? What do you have coming up down the line? And uh, why should people go check out your show, man? January 11th, we are right back at the Lacrosse American Legion with our special guest, AWA legend Baron Von Raschke, will be oh. there doing autographs and appearance. Uh, excited to talk to him. I've met him a couple times over the years. He's super cool. Uh, obviously, the heavyweight title match with Devlin Kane and Jared Jacks. That should be a good one. Brand new tag team champions will be crowned. Just a lot of stuff going on. We had a huge, huge 2018. I think 19 is just going to be even better. Awesome sauce. Well, one, one of your yeah. shows, because you, you consistently book, too. So if people that are watching can't make the January show, but they want to check you guys out, when do you book, and then where can they get more Are you guys like info? the second Friday of every month? Second Friday every month, except for January and December. Okay. Or not January, July and December, excuse me. July, typically, we're at Riverfest. Yep. Doing that back-to-back -back mm -hmm. ends up being a bit much. And you guys are always at the American Legion in La Crosse, right? That's your home base, so Correct. that's where people can always make sure to check you out. You guys do a killer job on social media. AC Riley, I know, has a big hand yes. in that, but you guys mm -hmm. post all your promos. You got all the updates as far as when the shows are, where they're going to be. I think you have events even published on there pretty yeah, have, pretty far out. We so. have the entire year booked as far as events on Facebook, so when they're going to be. And as soon as announcements are made for each event... They're up. And I love what I love about it too, sorry Jesse, but what I love about it too, really quick, I want to say about RCCW is you guys have gotten to the point now where I'm not going to say any names, but I know that there's a couple of people that consider different promotions to be home bases, 
but as long as you guys get the booking in first, they'll actually still honor that booking over the home promotion where typically you would see people not honor those exter- external bookings. Right. So you guys are getting to the point now <laughs> where people are actually, you know, stepping up and staying with you guys regardless of, of who else is booking on those days, which it's is awesome. Interesting. I mean, it's uh, running f- Comparing it to running 7RW back in the day, towards some of the 7RW stuff, it was kind of also along the lines of, let's see who shows up and see what we got to work with. But now everything's really been consistent. To my knowledge, all the locker room's happy, and that's been one of my main priorities as far as wrestling in general. If I'm running a company, I'm going to make sure everyone's having a good time being there because I've been to places where I wasn't oh, having yeah. a good time. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. it definitely affected the product. It does. All absolutely. right, so where can people go get tickets for any, you know, River City Championship Wrestling Show. www.rccw.rocks, R-O-C-K-S. Yeah. Well, I appreciate having you on, D-Rock, mm-hmm. again. I can't – I know that I'm probably biased because I go to all the RCCW shows, and I think, you know, you guys have obviously given me, myself, an opportunity to really kind of invigorate that douche character, <laughs> which I have a lot of fun doing it. Great, um, but I think you guys do a really, really good job, and I'm not even trying to shit on anybody else, but comparatively to other promotions from around the area, you guys – are, have this projectile where it just seems like you guys are just getting better and better, and I can't see how you could get mm-hmm. any worse. So that's, Appreciate you know, that. I think you guys do a really good job, and we're looking forward to January, and hopefully we get some people out there for, for later this year. And uh, I know that mm-hmm. Ace probably won't be one of those people. Eh, doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> if he does, I'd be more than happy to sell him a ticket, man. I got no problem with anyone. Yeah. Really quick before we go, can you yeah. tell the story about how Ace wouldn't let you go to one of his shows? Because we talked <laughs> okay, about that yeah, the last. Yeah, because yeah, 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 we talked about that. It goes back to also to right. anyone, man. It's money in the door. What do you think? Uh, we had gone to a show with nothing. We even we booed the bad guys, cheered the faces. Is myself. I want to say Alex Bonner, a couple others. Oh no, no, the later one was me and Troy Lesky went, and we did. Out of the six people that were there, <laughs> we paid and did exactly what fans would do. Troy at one point even helped one of the guys when he got hurt. Oh okay. Oh wow. Everyone else was standing around looking dumb. Not know what to do, so Troy got him and went back with him because he had a little bit of EMT training. And the next show, I was like, "Hey, man, we we're thinking of coming, coming up and checking out the show." Uh, well, a lot of the guys don't want you to be there. They said you were too distracting. Wow. Whatever that means. So wow, no, we're not going to. And, and that's when all of his flyers started saying we have the right to refuse service to anyone. Oh my god, that's kind of fucked up. It's, and I've talked to the people about it. And I was, I was trying to decide if I should take it personal or not. I. I Message like almost every promoter I could think of at the time, like, uh-huh. hey, how's this? And every one of them said, why is he taking money out of the boys' pockets? Exactly. From mm-hmm. the 12 people who were there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Exactly. But it's good that you don't have that mindset. And again, Jesse, appreciate having you on. No, I <laughs> I appreciate having you on, Jesse. You're a great guy. You look, you, I mean, you look fantastic. Hopefully good. your Tinder dates are going well. They're, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so they're okay. Yeah. Right. So coming in the next couple of weeks, we uh, had a request to do some SWE stuff. I know there's still a lot of yeah. stuff on the YouTube page that we could go back to. We have some old 7RW stuff, which I'm sure we would mm-hmm. be happy to have at you on point, at yeah. some point again to. Um, to kind of to talk over some of that stuff. But then we also um, have some other stuff archived. Yeah, like one of the things you really want to do was hardcore hell. Oh, my God. I want to do beer camp. Were you at beer camp? No. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, man. You missed out on a good I time. I heard about it. Yeah, that <laughs> actually might have been the most – that might be, like, one of the – Worst shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that, that's saying something, because I remember when we were driving up to that one, we thought we were going to die. Yeah. We were going to get killed. Wasn't it by the gin mill, wasn't it? Somewhere in that area? No. It was in the middle of a cornfield. Like, it was in the middle of a cornfield at someone's house. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? We might have, we should, should we do that one next? 
I would love to do that one, but I haven't seen tape of it. I don't even know what to expect. I don't know who has I that. If you I, or Ryan Brown has it, but one of us has it. I know for sure. Oh my god, that will just. Yeah. We. I would want to do that whole show. We should just book three hours to do that whole <laughs> fucking rewatch the whole thing because it was so. It was, it was bad. It was awful. It but was uh, but uh, make sure if you're watching this on the YouTube mm-hmm. page, uh, subscribe for future content. We drop these every Sunday. I think is kind of what we're planning. Every Monday or Sunday, whatever, like that, early yeah. in the yeah. week. Otherwise, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit us up Facebook.com/slash The Grapple Talk. Mm-hmm. And then RCCW, you can check them out, River City Championship Wrestling. We'll tag you guys when we post this and make yep. sure that we can give you guys some love um, as much as we possibly can. But uh, until next time, for Derek, Jesse, I'm Nick. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Let's Watch Indie Wrestling. Peace. <laughs>